Capital Five. We are here to do a show. Got to five. That's the dip drop. Welcome to Got Till Five podcast. This is the start. Let's do it. Um, we're to, uh, Max, tell him what this is because I haven't got a clue. Yeah, I've got a clue. I don't know why you led him with that one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Got Till Five podcast. Um, so we're doing a live stream because we thought we'd test it out. We're a bit bored of the audiovisual medium. So we would come and face each other. Hey, I said audiovisual. Fuck you. Um, and it's nice to see Jesse's face when we get to talk and do these things. And we're planning a special stream next week with all of the Got Till Five family, as well as some special guests. I don't know why I came up with that idea. It's going to be absolute hell for me to organize. And you've just said it, so you, now you have to do it. Like before, you could have just kept it to yourself and gone, ah, it's a stupid idea, but I'll just not say anything. Now, the world knows. So stay tuned to the socials for that at God Till 5 and we'll release all the information. But hopefully next week we'll be doing some good in the world. We'll finally use our platform as a resource for helping the masses. But for now, we thought we'd just do a regular episode. You and me test out how this live streaming works. Hang on, when you say a resource for helping the masses, you should be clearer on that. that It's a like charity thing, right? Because Um, you didn't make that clear, so it sounded like we were starting a cult or something. <laughs> huh? I mean, we could do both. Why not both? Charity cult? Does one exist? One's bound to exist. One's charity. bound to exist. And... Yeah, like tiger sanctuaries and shit, right? Like yeah. charity cult, you could sort of say. Exactly. Monkey world, monkey cult. Exactly. They're all getting involved in it. You could be the charismatic leader, and I'll be the one that's in the barn. I will oh. be the god figure. Hey, you know, I'm just down the road from Monkey World is Tank World. They are in the same town, only a street apart. So all we need to do is get those monkeys to Tank World. And we've got an army on our hands. Right. Okay. Okay. I I see. Where are you going with this? With me standing on top of the tank. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Naked. Yeah. Fully erect? Fully, always. Always. (laughs) When am I not? It never goes down. I'm so lightheaded all the time. <laughs> Every single show no, starts with some form of fully erectness. There's no blood in my head. <laughs> Explain so much. One. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, this one. This is an episode of Got Till Five. We are this week doing um, top five underrated cartoons, mm-hmm. which um, is another. I I don't know how well this show will do. I just enjoy doing um, stupid ones like this because it's things that I enjoy. But I don't think anyone else particularly cares. But thanks for listening. If you are. Um, uh, what are we doing, Max? Then you next. So basically, as per normal episodes, we'll take it in turns trying to recount a top five of the most underrated cartoons. And when we say underrated, again, very loose term. We won't be including Simpsons, Family Guy, South Park, those kind of shows, but more kind of <laughs> shows that aren't underrated. Of course, we're not. Well, yes, Jesse, but you got to explain it to the people. Um, so we'll be doing three each, and you're like, that adds up to six. The reason we do that is because we debate the last one to find out what is the most underrated cartoon of all time. <laughs> Jesse! People know! People know by now. This it's is a new fine. medium. This is live streaming. This is a new medium. What, you mean other people might be listening to this? There's two watching at the moment. Hello, two people. Oh, God, we started this terribly for you people. <laughs> um, we'll get Right. There. 
Okay, well, we ain't got no drop to drop in at the moment because of live stuff. And Max is like, he's gone like anti-Dylan. When Dylan went electric, Max went, no, I'm going to go acoustic now and um, not do any preparation of music and stuff. So I'm sure it will be in the edit after. But here is the drop of Got Till Five. We're going to do a top five. I happen to love the number five. I much prefer the personal sound effects of Jesse. Yeah. You have until the count of five. <laughs> uh, so cartoons, what did what did cartoons mean to you? You're a very adult man child. You love cartoons. Thank you. I love cartoons. Um, I grew up... Um, I didn't get Sky in that till I was about 14 or 15, which is a bit too old for like some of the cartoons I was into, but mm. I still got into them when I was 14 or 15, and um, it got a bit weird. And I remember, actually, I went, um, I went to college for a year, so I went away to Guildford for a year when I was 18, came back when I was 19, and in that time my mum and stepdad had cancelled the kids' channels because it was costing them an extra tenner a month or something. And they did thought we didn't want them. And I remember having a real sulk, mate. <laughs> I like, got really stroppy <laughs> and shouted up. <laughs> Coming back in the Christmas holidays as a 19-year-old, like, where's my Powerpuff Girls? <laughs> that, so that happened. And then... Um, uh, but before that, I would watch cartoons. Um, every year, I'd spend the summer in France because my grandparents lived in france and they had probably illegally now i think back um english sky in france not sure how that worked but they did it um must have they must have been doing something dodgy but anyway so that was my so every summer in france was my only chance to watch cartoon network fox kids nickelodeon disney channel all that good stuff um so i associate these cartoons with um the warm and fuzzies of a summer holiday i didn't go outside no you were made for this corona lockdown. <laughs> it's probably been having the time of my life, mate. <laughs> Jesse really is. Like, I don't know anyone who's having more fun in lockdown than Jesse is. <laughs> he wants this to go on forever. It's brilliant. I've completed every video game that I wanted to complete when I was a kid. I've been buying all the old ones. I've been skateboarding in my back garden. That's brilliant. Long may this continue. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to corona. <laughs> I don't think you've left that room. This is no, what I love this room. I bought loads of stickers. I've been covering everything I own in stickers, so it feels like I'm redecorating. It's I'm so it's just lovely. I love it in here. How convenient! I said it's a cry for help. Your life in general. Oh yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe either you froze or I just blocked that out because it's my coping mechanism. I didn't hear that. What's that? I'm wonderful. Yeah. What psychological issues? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I do you feel like the cartoons you watched as a kid shaped how you are as a man now? Yes, and my number one is going to um, uh, articulate that quite nicely. And one day we'll do a top five favourite cartoons of all time, right? Because there's obviously cartoons out there that have truly shaped who I am um, from childhood to adulthood, but they're not underrated. So I'm not talking about them now. But yes, there are certainly cartoons that um, just, yeah, changed the way I look at things. 
And I mean, like ones that aren't underrated that have like Simpsons, obviously, like mm-hmm. everything I say is derived from the Simpsons, basically. Um, we just talk re- about the, the TikTok channel you found. Like we, we don't condone TikTok, but for some reason, Jesse has found this channel where these bunch of Spanish dudes just reenact scenes from the Simpsons, but like proper sets and everything. And you know, immediately, like we don't speak Spanish at all, but immediately we know what the scene there is. Yeah, I was saying before we went live, I was saying to Max, I have learned um, Essentabla is Spanish for that's a paddling, which is um, I will keep with me forever now. Um, I think the best one is the one when um, after the hurricane, Hurricane Neddy, I think the um, episode is called, um, when the hurricane knocks down the Flanders as his home and everyone builds Flanders the house, but it's really shit and um, Flanders ends up having a like mental breakdown. The reenactment of that from the Spanish people is just incredible. I think it was the first one I sent you, and I've yet Glorious. to top it. It's it, the set is just incredible with the little door. I mean, what so about you? How's cartoons with you? Uh, good. good cartoons are very good with me. Um, I think the same as you. Just as a child, I didn't watch the mainstream ones. Man, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was a lot of weird ones, as we mentioned in previous episodes with Fantastic Max, like. Nobody knows what that is. Nobody knows. No, what that I thought is. you were talking about yourself in the third person. <laughs> Nobody knows who Max is. <laughs> As I was saying to Fantastic Max. <laughs> but shit like that, for example, is um, difficult to get people to appreciate. And there's just a lot of. I feel like we both like weird humor in our our cartoons, and it, that's become such a popular trend now, from like Adventure Time and. Steve Universe, whatever it is, and being Puppy Cat, all of that stuff is random as shit, and we love watching it. Yeah, just off the wall, weird, strange stuff. We're so zady. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, cool. So enough jibber jabbering. Um, you go first this time because I think I went first last time. Yeah, how about right. stick that in your ass? <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't do this to me because I'm greatly underprepared for this third one. So it'll you be a say, quick yeah, one. you were saying you ain't got no third one. So. Is that this one? So you know what your favourite is, but uh, but not like your opener. Yeah, yeah. So and this always happens with this. My, my third, I, I fuck up, and then it just gets better and better as it goes on. Like a fine wine is how I classify myself. But my number three you pick... You Fantastic Max. I am Fantastic Max. It's really hard to talk about yourself in a third person consistently. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not even going to attempt it because it would be boring. So Max's third choice is... See, it just doesn't work. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Never seen it. And this is what... Move on, I'm bored now. <laughs> no, I know it. You told me about this earlier and I Googled it and I recognised it. I recognised yes. the pictures of that, but I don't think I ever watched it. What was it on? Tell me about it. It's a, about a surreal life of an Australian immigrant wallaby named Rocco and his friends. Good. What yeah, channel was it on? Uh, what did I used to watch it on? Was it on Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon? I think it was Nickelodeon, like a Nicktoons kind of deal. Mm. It looks like the sort of thing I would have been into, having Googled it. It was kind of... So it was more of a kid-style show, so it had that kind of kid element, but it had that underlying adult theme as well when you go back and watch it. So there was, you know, like the Animaniacs and those kind of shows where... Very much a kid's show, but there's a lot of jokes in there that you go, oh, I see what you did. It's... 
they put it in the category of like Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy and Doug, and they kind of all mix it together when they talk about it. Um, but it's kind of just one of those slice of life type of entry deals. And it's him and his friends, Heifer, he's a really fat dude. And they have these really offbeat, hilarious kind of adventures. And there's also like weird commentary on, because basically he's an Australian. He doesn't really understand 90s America as a whole. So he's just trying to like, work his way through that life and there's a lot of like political jokes and stuff in there that that they kind of sneak in but all in all jesse it's just fantastic there's uh, about 52 episodes so quite digestible yeah for, for a cartoon that's not much really at yeah. all that's about exactly. a season isn't it your average children's cartoon season is about 52 episodes yeah yeah and he's just he's just a scared wallaby jesse that you enjoy watching and he gets himself into all these zany situations that you and me would take for granted as being really mundane. And we're just, we're such characters. Yeah. Um, How do you they... feel about wallabies? Wallabies? I don't know much about them. I know they're an Australian animal, but I feel like they're a bit gypped off by the kangaroos, right? Because the kangaroos are like the king of Australian animals and wallabies don't really get a look in. I don't, a wallaby, wallabies are little, right? What, what are Little they? kangaroos, basically. Are they? Are they... Are they baby kangaroos or like no, a different that's species? A joey. It's a different that's species. A joey, right. Joe. Oh man, don't talk about Joey. No, that's not appropriate. And because you can't edit on this live thing, so I can't talk about Joey's. Um uh, I don't even know what that would be to. <laughs> As it relates to um, anyone of a certain age will remember this. Um on Blue Peter, there was a um, chap in a wheelchair that they brought on called Joey, who and the idea was to raise like raise awareness about disabled people and but obviously with school children being school children all that happened is that the next day of school everyone was just calling each other oh you're fucking joey <laughs> but like that's like bad kids are bad right that's terrible but that's what mate, i always think of when i hear joey um any... schooling yeah 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 any, but yeah so i'm not condoning it it's bad um and, uh, but it was really shit well that's a good opening choice i will watch one um i will find one i'm sure that there's one on youtube or something and they are a lot of these old there is is there is you'll um, like it he sweet. wears nice shirts it's like this shirt but it's like purple with blue triangles something like that nice yeah. shirt before we went live i said to you and i want other people to hear this that you look like um how the mask would dress um if he uh all i said was the mask then but i want to add an extra insult into it now that we're this you look like <laughs> how the mask would dress um if he'd just been kicked out by his wife very <laughs> <laughs> proud of that one i was like yeah. oh he says i look like the mask uh the reason i'm dressed like this is not for you people or for jesse it's because i got off work and this is how i dress for work fashion there you go without the hat the hat is not very nice so, beautiful i know so what's your uh what's your number you know that one uh, it was going to be higher it was going to be my number two but i changed my mind and there's a good reason i changed my mind it dropped down in my estimation when i was looking into this cartoon uh this cartoon is called um jackie chan adventures now this was a it's such a good show and um there was four seasons i think there's quite a lot of it um so we all know who jackie chan is that lovely little chinese guy he um, is, this is a cartoon based on him, but not really based on him. Like, it could be anyone, right? Why is it Jackie Chan? It's just for name branding, I suppose. So Jackie Chan plays an archaeologist 
who is called who is Jackie Chan. His name is Jackie Chan. It's actually Jackie Chan. But Jackie Chan ain't no archaeologist in real life. He's an actor and martial artist. But and singer. He's uh, good to listen to. Um, he um, so in this cartoon, he lives with his uncle. Um, and that's how they say it. it's not racist. Um, he uh, lives with his uncle and they do archaeology stuff. Um, and then Jade, his um, niece, who has been Americanized, comes and stays with them. Uh, and they go on crazy adventures. They have to get talismans. Um, they have to collect them before the evil people do. It's just a really cool action cartoon. Um, but made in China. It was a Chinese cartoon, which I didn't realize. I, I didn't thought it was made or Americans yeah so it was made in China and all done in Chinese and then um sort of dubbed over here but the reason it went down in my estimation um upon looking it up Jackie Chan does not voice Jackie Chan I'm sorry what oh yeah Jackie Chan is not the voice of Jackie Chan in the Jackie Chan adventures it's some guy called James Lee he is a Chinese American man who is not Jackie Chan that made it so I loved this show and I was like, it's so cool that Jackie Chan is doing this. <laughs> he's doing this voice acting and turns out he's not. He's off kicking people in the face while some other poor blokes pretended to be Jackie Chan in the vocal booth. I I have to believe you because I, I believe you've done the research, but I don't want to believe you. That just doesn't I know. make sense. And it sounds so much like him, doesn't it? Oh, hello, Jed. Oh. You know how we talk. <laughs> Well, I'm allowed to. If James Lee can do an impression of Jackie Chan and get paid for it, I'm allowed to also do an impression of Jackie Chan. Don't think that's the ruling, Jesse. Don't think that's the ruling. Um, I, as a kid, really wanted talismans. Like, I wanted to go on a quest with Uncle Jackie and collect talismans. And because you could unlock, wasn't there like animals? They were like animal themed talismans. Um. Yeah. Every. Yeah. So it was like a yeah. rat and a dragon, and they all gave you different powers depending on which one you had. Like invisibility or like teleporting and that and there was i can't remember his name but there was a fat guy who um was with the bad guys for a while and then he and he was really cool i really like watching fat people do martial arts it's one of my favorite things and um he was really good at it and then he turned to the good guys afterwards if you remember him he wore dungarees i do I, fat. I remember it must have been like a little section. Do you remember the cartoon uh, Super Duper Sumos? Yes! Yes. I, I hadn't until now, but yes, yeah. I do remember that. It was just about three fat yeah, white, that was, that was white dudes trying to be sumos and um, Super Duper Sumos and they used to ride yaks. <laughs> they used to what? They rode like yaks. Like they, they drank yaks milk and that's how they got strong and then they rode yaks <laughs> around. I yeah, it's all coming back to me. This is like a weird dream that I'd forgotten all about. That was lovely. Ah, yeah. But yeah, Jackie Chan Adventures. Probably on YouTube, I don't know. I didn't check. Um, but it was on Cartoon Network in America, but Fox Kids in the UK, which is confusing. Um, but you can probably find it somewhere. Cartoon Network, by the way. Um, did you know that was Ted Turner's network? Um, yes, Cartoon Network. it was in the book. Um... It was in the book that we read. And I love it. I love this a bit like they had like all these marketing meetings and stuff. It's like, we, we're going to do a network of cartoons. What are we going to call it? What are we going to call this Cartoon Network? Like, we need to just keep having these meetings. What is this Cartoon Network going to be called? And then eventually, um, like, um, Ted himself just walks to the meeting and goes, for fuck's sake, guys. Cartoon Network. <laughs> <Just leave. laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> the thing with Ted Turner in, in the 90s, like this all comes from uh, a book me and Jesse reading of the uh, 
Inevitable Rise and Fall of Ted Turner's WCW, which was his wrestling company. Ted was fucking mental in the 90s. No one wanted to run wrestling shows on primetime. And he was just like, yep, gonna do it. And no one gave a shit about cartoons, because, like, the Hanna-Barbera... Yeah, it's just run really obscure cartoons for people to enjoy. The guy had a screw loose, but he's such a pioneer, because without him, we wouldn't have wrestling on primetime from that regard, because... Of all that shit, we wouldn't have Cartoon Network. We wouldn't have Twenty Four Hour News. Maverick, he is. Yeah, I, I back Ted Turner. Hundred percent. And Total Pussyhound. Really? <laughs> you keep freezing here and there, so I'm getting like hesitated. So I said Absolute Pussyhound, and then there was just silence for like thirty seconds, <laughs> where you're just like, <laughs> just pure disappointment of. <laughs> I didn't know Ted was a was a oh, was a ladies man. Right, you're... Oh yeah, he um according to his Wikipedia page, um he has multi he currently has multiple girlfriends and he checks that they're all cool with it. He's like, you know, he's like they all know about each other and they're all cool, but um but he makes it very clear that he is not a one woman man. Hey. If Ted Turner will have me... Although he was married to, he was married to Jane Fonda for a while. He um, was. They were a couple, which is sort of a weird pairing. Yeah, it's the whole book. Have you ever seen a film called On Golden Pond? No, never even heard of it. What kind of book film is that? It's a lovely film with Jane Fonda and Henry Fonda. Um, Henry Fonda plays a grumpy old man. Jane Fonda's um, uh, has a new boyfriend who has a son. The son stays with Henry Fonda and his wife, and initially they don't like each other, but they end up becoming close over their stay. And it's just a lovely, sweet film. Um, old people know that film, but it is genu- gen- genuinely a lovely film. I implore you to watch it, man. You know some really odd old movies that no one's heard about. <laughs> I... So weird. <laughs> they have, honestly. Like, On Golden Pond, like, in the 60s or whatever, was massive, but no one cares anymore. But yeah, it's lovely. It's a very sweet... It's a Sunday afternoon film, Max. Oh, can we have a Sunday afternoon together and watch it? Thank yes, you. Spooning. Bit of bit of Robbie live at Nebworth, our dream afternoon. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, God. What? My quarantine hair. Should I put the hat back on? Yeah, it's it's very long. No, no, you keep it off. It's fine. Then, uh, then I look better. <laughs> People just listening to this, who doesn't have the camera, it's going to be really boring for them. <laughs> I'll let it that Sorry, bit out, everyone. obviously. <laughs> I'm not a monster. Oh. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, someone subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hi, Dixit Dixie. Thank you for subscribing. Dixit Dixie. Yeah. God bless you. God bless your dicks. Night <laughs> number um, two is a is a lovely little cartoon. You, you're not familiar with Jess. It's called Clone High. Yeah. Um. So Clone High is a show that I first watched when I moved to Canada and I was all alone and I had no one to keep me company. I just had a, a TV and I watched a man show and I watched Clone High later in the evening. And Clone High is all about if a mad scientist had cloned a bunch of famous people from US history, or not US history, from, from just general world history, and they lived in a high school together. That's so we're- fun. It's great fun. We're talking about Gandhi, Cleopatra, JFK. Gandhi? Gandhi. Abraham Lincoln. His name's Gandhi. 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 Did you know Gandhi? Um, Everyone says he's like a lovely bloke, but um, he 
um, didn't let his wife have some sort of medication to clear to sort her illness out because he said that you shouldn't have medication because you're pure. And then she died. And then he got the same disease a few years later. And he was like, yeah, I love that. I love those meds. <laughs> that's a true story about Gandhi. <laughs> the one in history that's like safe from being a good person. <laughs> Jesus. I like it. I quite like that story because it's probably what I'd do as well. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So you've got Abe Lincoln, Joan of Arc, Gandhi, JFK, Cleopatra, and uh, Principal Scudworth. He's not a clone, but he is a robot. And it's just about them going through high school life. And it's it really is just like normal high school comedy cartoons, but it's just Abraham Lincoln doing it, which for some reason makes it 10 times funnier, especially like JFK. He's like the it's just brilliant jesse so nice. i would highly recommend it uh, a lot of people passed on it and <clears> it was meant to act as kind of like a parody series for like dawson's creek and beverly hills 210 um and they just kind of take the piss of all of those style of shows in in a very funny way and it's uh, done by people bill lawrence who did scrubs he was one of the original people who worked on it and there's only 13 yeah, episodes i assume it's more of an adult cartoon it is, yes. There are there are scenes of a sexual nature. <laughs> but I only ever saw it in Canada. Like I never saw it over here. Um I yeah, I haven't really been able to find it since, but it's like thirteen episodes in total. And there's loads of other historical figures, like I remember one episode with uh, 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 yeah, there's just like different celebrities that come out and they've had like weird guests like Marilyn Manson has been in it, Michael J. Fox. Um you know, famous people. You know them. And nice. all of the cast from Scrubs. So it never really made it over here. No, not to my knowledge. I've, I I bring this up in conversation quite a bit when I'm trying to impress the ladies, uh, but no one ever cares. <laughs> Lonely boy. <laughs> Lonely boy. Um, so yes, Clone High, if you like history and no relation to history, this is the show for you. And if you like teen dramas with a little bit of comedy, got you covered. Lovely. If you find this for my birthday, if you find this DVD set for my birthday, I'll be really happy. Okay, I'll, I'll do my best. I'm good at finding stuff. You are. I, I can do that. I'm a man who knows how to get things. Hey. Um, cool, good choice. Uh, my next one, then. What are you drinking, by the way? Um, it is a Bullet Bourbon and Coke Zero. Coke Zero. Yeah. Ah, why can you not? Are you too? Are you too like afraid of sugar? What's the matter with you? Yeah, you know I can't have sugar and caffeine. Oh, sugar tax. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, extra twenty p for sugar. Um, right. Um, okay, not tax, you idiot. Well, yeah, sugar tax. That's what you're scared of. Um, right, my next one is, um, uh, it's a show that I think, um, it didn't do too well. Um, uh, Crummy, who will be listening to this, we love Crummy, um, hey, and he listens to every show. Hey, Crummy, we love you. Um, he's gonna get a tattoo of this, and I want to get a tattoo of it with him, it'd be his little twinsy, it's a lovely idea. Um, yeah, um, this, so this cartoon is, um, often unfairly i think put into the pokemon digimon ripoff genre 
of which there was many of the time. Um, but I think this one's a special one. This one's called Medabots, if anyone knows Medabots. So I don't even Medabots. Know Medabots. Ah, mate. So you'd like Medabots. It's, um, it was on Fox Kids when we were in like 2003 in the UK or something. It's Japanese, obviously. Um, and it's so... Right. Um, you've got... <laughs> so it's a cool concept, right? And it's super marketable. I don't know why I didn't do better. Um, so why is, why is Pokemon popular? It's because like, you've got to catch them all, right? It's a collectible thing and you sort of collect them all. So you spend lots of money on it. Metabots is, um, it's set in our world, but like in the future. And the craze of kids is robot fighting. You all have your own robot. And you make them fight each other, like Pokemon battles, but with robots. But you only got one robot each. Right. Um, these these robots, so you buy like a basic robot from the robot shop or a Medabot. And then um, they're called Medabots because they have medals in their back, which is like their soul. It's like the, um, the brain and the soul of the Medabot. And you know when you've beaten a Medabot because that medal ejects from its back. So that means that, wicked, you've beaten that that medabot it's um, dead take its soul yeah basically Great. um like digimon right so digimon they um they kill each other and then suck up their data it's brutal really um so everyone has their own little medabot robot and um they can buy accessories for it so you can completely customize so it's like i'll buy an, this arm this leg this head and customize my own medabot so it's got a rocket launcher over here it's got tank legs or whatever and that's sort of the premise, really, except um, there's a Team Rocket-style sort of gang that want to steal all the medals from the Medabots. And um, they're basically stopping that. Come to think of it, it's a massive Pokemon Digimon ripoff. They've yeah. basically taken all the elements. But it works. It's really good. And um, what Cromie's going to get tattooed, which I want tattooed as well, is there's a skeleton of a Medabot. So every Medabot skeleton looks the same because we're all the same inside, guys. And... Um, <laughs> They all look the same, and then you sort of just build, you know, your ultimate Metabot around him. He's going to get the skeleton tattooed, and I want to copy him and do it too. Um, but it's really good and genuinely funny. Um, it's sort of got the same sort of humour as Pokemon and Digimon and stuff. The um, main Metabot looks suspiciously like a golden um, Mega Man, but that's okay because that's quite a cool look. And he's got a bit of a stag beetle thing going on as well. That wasn't me. I know people on camera. That looks like I'm wanking two people off who are taller than me, but I was doing the stag beetles. <laughs> um, it's it's really good. All the episodes are on YouTube. Um, all of them. There's two seasons, so there's like 90 odd episodes. Give it a go. I promise you, if you're a fan of Pokemon and Digimon and sort of silly anime, you'll love Metabots. It's awesome. Okay, so it sounds like it's got more of a moral conscience than like pokemon and digimon because like pokemon is just animal fighting let's be honest with ourselves yeah but these robots are very human like they're all they're like the digimon right like they've all got their own personalities and um, they talk and they're characters in their own right okay so when they die it, it hits home they don't yeah but they don't really die because as long as you've got the medal you could put that medal in any metabot and it will be that metabot do you know what i mean like a brain transplant or whatever um it's but the danger comes from the medal being stolen oh yes and then so if the medal's stolen by an evil gang or something you've lost your mate forever right that's like someone just taking your brain and fucking off with it and that's so that's what this is so that's where it comes from but to my memory there are no actual deaths in medabots at any point so i think we're okay Psycho psychological hypothetical 
morality-based question. In the future, we get to 2060, you're on, on your way out, they can put your conscious everything of you on a disc, would you do it? Like um, like the Nazi doctor in Captain America Civil War. Like the Nazi doctor, Jesse, well done. I know superheroes. Um, yes, of course I would. That'd be amazing. But what if... Actually, there's no... The, the problem with you, Jesse, I can never what? put any hypothetical situation in front of you because you're like, fuck it, bring it on. <laughs> What's the downside? Like, there's no downside there. What if what if your brain gets stolen and used for evil, or you get put in the body of someone really fucked up and horrible? All sound awesome. Yeah, there's no difference to your current <laughs> life. That's amazing. They're all adventures. That's amazing. Punishment for you would be if you got like put in someone like Ned Flanders, some like Bible. Yeah, oh god, yeah, that wouldn't be good. Vanilla but it's is... me. But yeah. I would change that, right? So I'd be put in Ned Flanders, and then I'd just go medieval, and everyone would be like, Ned, Ned, Ned's got a bit strange. Hey, Mom, but... get over here. Yeah, I can see you doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be good. I like the and... folding motion, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to have a hand in front to fold on the back. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, fine. Uh, yes, I, I would also be okay with it. Yeah, definitely. Mate, put me in anyone. <laughs> Come on, begging for it. <laughs> yeah. I, that's still my motto now, by the way. <laughs> still got till five motto. We live and die by it. <laughs> okay, are you done with uh, Megabots? So yeah, Megabots, watch it. Yeah, okay. promise me you'll watch an episode. But it's not called Megabots, it's called Medabots. Because they have medals in them. Medabots. Say it with me. Meta. Meta. Bots. Thank you. Correct. Watch one on YouTube. Just like you're trying to teach your dad. Well, I feel left out because, like, you guys are getting tattoos without me, and it's like, fuck you. I don't want to be your friend. Whatever. Yeah, no. Well, get into it. You can get a skeleton as well. Guy, a little robot skeleton on your leg. Be lovely. Um, And, oh, um, and there's a bad guy in it called the Phantom Renegade, which is just the coolest name in the world. He's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. He wears, wears, like, a sort of anonymous-style mask and a top hat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he means business. And a cape. I've never even heard of this show. I'm at the point where I feel like you're just making it up. <laughs> it's really good, I promise. Yeah. My number one. Oh, yeah, we're at this already. We're flying through, son. It's only 10 to... We've only been doing this for, like, 40 minutes. That's insane. Yeah, but you forget we're at the number ones now, which means we're going to both talk about this for 20 minutes straight, and it's going to be an hour and a half podcast again. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fire it. You remember how this works. So my number one pick would have to be Monster Rancher. Now, Monster Rancher, much like Jesse's Metabots, <laughs> was kind of a Pokemon ripoff, but it was done in a... Kind of? Hey. Smoo, Smoo! <laughs> you leave, you leave Smoo out of this, you son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so... There's a character, and there, there was a game that was tied into this, which is way better than the Pokemon games. Basically, this could have been better than Pokemon if it came after Pokemon and didn't rip it off. Fair? <laughs> yeah. So it's about a kid who is playing this video game, and he puts in the disc, and for some reason he gets transported into this other world where, shockingly, there's monsters. And the fun thing about the actual real-life game, which I, I had and I adored as a child, was... No matter what disc you put into your PS1, whether it was like a Christmas album or 
porn, whatever you wanted to put in there, you got a different monster, like, into your game. What was the porn monster like? <laughs> Very flaccid. Just, <laughs> just got like like a stegosaurus, but with like penises all over his back. <laughs> <laughs> what a ride! It was um, it was fantastic. Vaginas on the soles of his shoe. I think the one place you don't want a vagina is the sole of your shoe. That's, that's true, actually. But I didn't. Hey, I didn't create this monster. Actually, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so basically that's the real life version of the game and that's why I loved it so much because you could put whatever in and you got monsters into your own game but uh, in the real world he gets sucked into this uh, video game franchise after he won this tournament and he got like a special CD that unlocked a special monster for him but uh, once he's in then he meets this lovely girl named Holly absolute doll, we love her and Is she's seeking a what about the Stegosaurus sticks? What? Is she a sex pot? I said she- She's not a sex pot, Jesse, because she's 13. Okay, carry on. How many times in an episode? Um, (laughs) You've been weirdly obsessed with Japanese culture lately, but not for the right reasons. (laughs) So she is uh, seeking a stone disc containing a life form that... uh, I really can't remember this game. uh, Oh, a legendary phoenix, that's it. There's a legendary phoenix that saves the land and there's also this and Moo. Moo. <laughs> I just never took Moo <laughs> seriously. This isn't... Yeah. Moo. Wasn't there one Cycloptic guy as well? There was, there was. He was kind of the first one he he unlocked. So um, as he tries to first use the disc that he won to release the monster, they uh, they bring forth a monster named Mochi. And Mochi! And they want to free the land from Moe's rule, and they... Moe's rule, sorry, and they go on this, like, <laughs> journey together to, um, get this phoenix. And there's just Mo- great characters. There's Moochi, who is, like, this duck sushi roll that we we really like. This is a lie that you're thinking of, the Neversoft logo. Yes! Yeah, 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 yeah! And then there's Gollum, who's the big stone... Gollum, I think they're running out of ideas at that point. Uh, then there's Tiger, that's a, a wolf. Again, Japanese names don't sound so well. It's uh, any not... nays. <laughs> and then there's and then there's there's Hare, who 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 was a rabbit. Um, he was the strategist of the group. And then there was the the Phoenix. And then there was lots of cool characters and lots of cool monsters that you could unlock along the way. And they just had fun, Jesse, on their trips and adventures. And to my great joy, they're re-releasing a Monster Rancher game sometime this year, maybe next year now, due to all the shit that's going on. I get to play Monster Rancher again. Are they? Yeah. Amazing. Fucking great, mate. So I'm very excited. I think it's great. I think it's better than Pokemon. The stories are better. The characters are better. You can unlock shit in a cool way. Monster Rancher for life. You're going to get some hate saying it's better than Pokemon, mate. Intimidate people. <laughs> you froze again, so um, I just said you're going to get hate for Pokemon, and all I heard was, "Then people." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared of people, Jesse. They can come for me. My opinions are law. Fair enough. Well, I enjoyed Monster Rancher as well. I never watched that much of it when I was a kid. Um, my biggest memory of Monster Rancher isn't even of Monster Rancher. It's because. Um, when I was a kid, I did a lot of youth theatre. Because I'm so... And um, when I was doing that, uh, we'd go to our local theatre, the Roses Theatre in Tewkesbury. And at the time, the um, sort of head stage technician bloke, who was quite a scary man, actually, 
um, was his name was Smoo. <laughs> so, like, every time uh, we saw him, like, because Monster Rancher was hot at the time, we just all go, Smoochie, Smoo! <laughs> and he, he, didn't, he didn't like it. Didn't First like thing it. he did, we, we were all, like, eight years old, and he shows us the stage, and he's like, look, you walk over there, you fucking die. You walk over there, you fucking die. You go near that, you better believe you fucking die. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, this is the theatre. Um, so so that's, that's, my, that's my monster answer memory. Well, that's beautiful. That's, they used to play really early in the morning. Like I had to go um, stay with a, a family friend in the morning. And it just used to be on at like six o'clock in the morning, along with like Noah's Island. Do you remember Noah's Island? That yeah, yeah, like uh, Oisky Boisky, that like little dude. Yeah, Boisky Boisky, Boisky Boisky. So uh, yeah, that was that was my childhood. That influenced me heavily. I'd say Monster Rancher, and now I, I put discs in things and hope stuff comes out of it. I remember you didn't you have a Nickelback CD that gave you a particularly good monster? So you'll you'll always defend Nickelback because it gave you a good monster once. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Never wears over the blame, man. Don't talk shit about Nickelback, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to watch some. It must, is it on YouTube? Yeah, oh, there's a guy yeah. um, who's got a YouTube channel and he put together every single episode. He sourced every single one and you can just watch it on his channel. What hero? God, I can only imagine what that man looks like. <laughs> Horrendous. But he's, yeah, but he's all skinny in like a mustard stained tank top and like this sort of long beard. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate the work you're doing. Um, so, yeah, that was a good choice. My number one now. So you were saying at the start of this show, um, do you think cartoons have influenced like, you know, what you watch as a kid influences who you are as a grown up? And absolutely, Yes. And this one is the best example of that, I think. Because you know I'm a fan of, like, weird, ir- irreverent horror, I suppose you'd yeah. call it. I don't know how to sort of, like, League of Gentlemen is my favourite um, sort of British comedy ever. And just, I really like things that are funny, but a bit grotesque and, like, scary at the same time. And this is the first time I would have ever seen that. It's a Cartoon Network cartoon called Courage the Cowardly Dog. Now, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Ever. It was amazing. It was so good. And it was just so... I don't know how they... They couldn't make it now, I don't think. Because it's it's like... Imagine... If you haven't seen it, imagine if the Looney Tunes was written by Stephen King. That's basically what Courage the Cowardly Dog is. And then directed by Stanley Kubrick. Like, that is yeah. Courage the Cowardly Dog to me. And it's so slapstick in a Looney Tunes-y sort of way. But... These are horror scenarios. Like, Courage the Cowardly Dog is a dog of um, two um, older people who live in a town called Nowhere. And um, just monsters, every episode, monsters um, invade the house or whatever. And Courage is the only one that can see that these monsters are trying to kill his own. fucking terrified all the time. But it uses proper horror, like almost Hitchcockian sort of tropes to get these kids who are watching like me terrified it's like one minute you're laughing that just doesn't feel right in a kids show and this was on cartoon network at like seven in the evening or something it wasn't on late and again i associate this with being in france in the summer staying at my grandparents house just watching this sort of just as it was getting dark courage the cowardly dog would come on cartoon network but it just and what's so good about it right they use horror so the things that scare you in horror films traditionally 
are unexpected, like unexpected shocks, right? Yeah. And so Courage the Cowardly Dog does this by playing with animation styles, which looking back now was so fucking cool and clever. You don't really think about it at the time. But like when you're watching a cartoon as a kid, it starts and you go, oh, okay, of the cartoon. So you're watching it, you're enjoying it. Um, but what Courage Cowardly Dog would do is they'd have like a monster or something that would be either CGI'd or claymation or just drawn by a completely different artist in a completely different style, but put to the backdrop of what you're seeing as the familiar cartoon. And that, when you're a kid, just subconscious because you just want it all to look the same like everything else does and then this one monster comes in looking totally different to anything else and it legit scary show there is a lot of that in all of them but there is a lot of episodes on youtube it feels like um it's sort of a lost cartoon a little bit um because it's just not appropriate you just can't show it to kids no. anymore like it's not it shouldn't be allowed but it was just so good at the time and has league of gentlemen vibes to it it's got um yeah just sort of this vaudeville sort of style i i love it it's twisted and strange and the way it plays with um kids like it was just on the edge of being too much but it wasn't too much do you know what i mean Oh, Curse Cowboy Dog. God, yes. It was one of my favorite uh, shows as a kid. I was the same as you, obsessed with it for it being like a really creepy. Because a lot of episodes were really uncomfortable. Like some of the monsters were kind of like, ah, this is all brightly colored and cute, but I'm shitting myself. Apparently, there's always these rumors floating around that Courage the Cowardly Dog was actually based on a true story. And there's like two versions of the story. So one, which is not as believable, but there is actually a place called uh, the middle of nowhere in New Mexico. And there was an elderly couple who owned a house with their dog and they would repeatedly report strange incidences. And they saw a creature that they identified as a skinwalker. And after they reported it, what they saw, the family disappeared under strange circumstances and only the dog was found. That's cool. I didn't know that. That makes it even more sinister. There's a whole thing on, like, um, there's a bit linked to being the New Mexico serial killer, uh, David Parker Ray. There's links to that as well. Um, and there's a town called Truthful Consequences. And that's just kind of having that ear about it. But I'm on this page right now and I'm looking at some of the monsters and it's just fucking horrendous. Um, <laughs> some, of the, some of the, like, monsters that they used in this show. But, uh, this one as well talks about the locals seeing something called a skinwalker and a couple going missing and a dog just being found. And they believe that's where they got the inspiration for the story because the thing that happens to Courage's Cowardly Dog is there's shit going on and Courage is like, trying to warn them. And they're like, dumb dog. And they don't <laughs> pay any attention to him. Yeah, that's and brilliant. And he's the one that has it's... to save the day. Even though he's constantly terrified. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And also he has a hole in one of his teeth. Like, that's yes. a real defining feature of Especially when, like, he, he yells. And as a kid, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a kid, I was like, that's cool. I sort of want that. But I don't think you can actually do that. In <laughs> just he's there with a hole punch, just like, hang on, hang on. <laughs> just give me a minute, mom. <laughs> oh, that makes my skin crawl. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, the idea. Or drilling it or something. <laughs> um... <laughs> But Courage the Cowardly Dog, what a great name. Like, you find, you can find, even if you're scared, Jesse, even if the world is getting you down, you can still rise up and overcome it. 
He's an idol, Courage the Cowardly Dog. He is. I've lived my life by him. I'm scared constantly. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Excellent. Just, I, I would like to rewatch it because I used to watch it religiously, like every episode, every single day on Cartoon Network. Um, and I've got kind of like a vague memory of what happened in the show, but I would like to go back and properly do a watch of all the episodes. They're all on, um, yeah, not all, but there are many episodes on YouTube, so you can't watch them in order, but it doesn't matter, they're all standalone episodes anyway, but it's all it's all good times. That's the joy of cartoons, and I really hope we get to a point soon of, there's all these streaming channels now, but I'd love one for like old 90s and 2000 cartoons where you can watch shit like all the stuff we talked about today, and The Weekenders, and all of the shows that we ran in Stimpy, just everything we loved as a kid. Those yeah, that would be uh, Weekenders is being added to Disney Plus. Um, they have said they haven't said when, but they've said it's on the list. That is being added to Disney Plus, as is Void in Space. If you remember Excellent. that, lovely, um, which is great. Basically, that's Recess in Space for anyone who doesn't know it. But it was awesome. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's the problem. It's licensing, isn't it? And getting everyone to agree on the same thing. But maybe one day, if we could have a Cartoon Network streaming service, I would be a happy bunny. Yes, me too. Um, yeah, I, but having said that, there are ways to find all this stuff. Yeah, but we're too <laughs> we're so lazy. Like it's very easy to find this stuff. You just go watch cartoons dot whatever. But the fact that there's not a nice little app makes it very difficult to do. Yeah, you're right. I'd, I'd rather pay just for the convenience <laughs> nowadays. <Yeah. laughs> That's the level we've got to. I used to spend <laughs> hours searching for like streams of TV shows because I was just too cheap to get it. But now it's just like. Just shovel it into my eyes. Work it out, yeah. yeah. Trying to work out the fake crosses on the pop-up adverts that would come up when you were streaming stuff. It's not worth the stress. Not worth the stress. It's not. So those are our top six most underrated cartoons and definitely ones worth checking out, I think, if you've never watched them. Jesse, give them your free again, please. Well, my three, you uh, you froze, but I know what you said because we got a telepathic connection. Um, my three were, I started with Jackie Chan Adventures, which would have been higher, but we had some imposter voice in Jackie Chan, but it's still a very good show. Um, number two, we have Medabots, um, sort of a Pokemon Digimon ripoff, but with robots. Robots are cool and it's very good. Um, and number one was Courage the Cowardly Dog, which I believe is the first ever and probably only children's slapstick horror ah! I always remember that from <laughs> and mine were Rocco's Modern Life which is a fantastic show worth checking out Clone High highly underrated please watch it and finally Monster Rancher the greatest Pokemon ripoff ever made beautiful I love that what really shows them as Pokemon Spots had video games as well and they would release two versions of the same game with different Metabots in each and like Pokemon started that shit right Pokemon Red and Blue or whatever and yep. So many games, like Digimon did it, Metabots did it. I wouldn't be surprised if Monster Rush did it. Just They tried to capitalise on the same thing, just releasing two different versions of the same game. Yeah, and it worked. We bought into every single one, and it forced us to, to make friends with people. That That's what yeah. the kids are missing these days, Jesse. Forced interaction. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're sort of right. What's missing? So games that are popular nowadays. We're gonna sound so fucking old now. But like oh, games yeah. that are popular nowadays, games like Fortnite and Minecraft, things like that. Like, um, it's it's cool. Um, like the games are totally fine. But the the sort of the multiplayer element of them doesn't involve any much camaraderie. Do you know what I mean? No. Well, and that's what's so good about the Pokemon. You'd meet up and. 
not only would you battle, but you'd be like, oh, I need this Pokemon. Do you have that one? Let's trade and let's help each other out on completing our Pokedexes. There's no sort of, you could fight against each other and that's fun. But I think that helping each other out is truly the beauty of Pokemon. Teach you good skills. Because the problem with like Fortnite and Minecraft, and yes, I'm old and I don't give a shit, <laughs> is the sense of like, yeah, the whole purpose of Fortnite is to dick over your friend and be the last survivor. And Minecraft is a purely like lone standalone game we're gonna get so many messages being like actually no i think you find it's a great team building exercise yeah it's me i i made a minecraft castle with my friend and we're actually lovers now nerds <laughs> so <laughs> but uh yeah our generation was the best we had the best cartoons the best video games we had we had it we had it made so suck my fat one suck my fat one thank you for joining us for our <laughs> <pet talk. laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh man, talking of TED Talks, I think I sort of briefly spoke to you about it on WhatsApp, but I found a Rodney Mullen TED Talk. Yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Rodney Mullen is a, um, he's called the godfather of street skating because he truly is. Um, if you're into skateboarding, he invented the Ollie. He invented all like the popular tricks that you see today. And he's a really lovely guy, but he's still, and he's like nearly 50. He's over 50 now. He was nearly 50 when he did the TED Talk. And he's lovely but he's still like just he's just a skater like he's just a yeah. stoner skater dude do you know what i mean so like all these ted talks are like these professionals then he just sort of drags himself out and he's like what's up guys it's good <laughs> and all he all his ted talk was was him looking at he just showed footage of himself like on the screen in the back and he was going oh that's so gnarly like i just did a kickflip and landed <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was his whole ted talk and then he just left the stage and everyone was like <laughs> And this is why we love Rodney Mullen. I would be like full on standing clapping like God bless yeah, you, like, sir. Every TED Talk has like this overriding moral that like everyone's like, you know, God, that made me feel good. So like, I just watched this guy kickflip for half an hour and then he left. But what did you do afterwards? You went out and kicked. That's it, true. You? That's true. Actually, I've skated a lot since. But yeah, so he inspired you, man. That's true. Yeah, maybe he did. I think the point the point he was trying to get across was everything starts with an ollie. Like that sort of based on the title of his TED talk. That was his thing, sort of saying, look, um, you start with this simple thing, but before you know it, you can be doing all this crazy stuff, which sort of is a nice idea, but he completely lost his own train of thought when he was watching himself do these crazy tricks and just losing his <laughs> mind over himself. <laughs> oh, I love Rodney Mullen so much. Like, he's he's a treasure. I he cannot wait until Tony Hawk remake comes out. This is all me and Jesse are, are living for. Me and Jesse have... So, just something keeps us going for a little bit longer in life, isn't it? Like, oh, <laughs> Shenmue Free's coming out, better stay alive for another couple of months. We're like, okay, that's done. We can finally, you know, be done with this. And then they're like, hey, we're releasing one of your favorite games for your child. And you're like, fine, <laughs> fine. I'll hold on. Yeah. yeah. And, and same with our friendship as well. I feel like, because we talk every day for like hours, really. Um, on Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp, and stuff. like we're just we're just never not talking. I talk to you more than anyone else in my life, which is kind of sad. Um, but um, it's always like just just when we've probably talked about everything in the world, something like this will happen, and then it's like bang, we've got another. We <laughs> can just carry on chatting forever. <laughs> and that's why this podcast will never die, my friend. Never exactly. ever. We we've, we can always chat shit to each other. And I can't wait. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you, everyone, for watching the first live stream, or if you come back later and watch this video, or if you're listening to the audio version, because apparently we have audio versions as well. We're just audio uh, ver- well, that's what most people will be listening to, and they'll be all jealous that other people can see us. So come to the YouTubes. 
Exactly, because I've enjoyed doing this. I wouldn't mind doing it more in the future. It's all right. You freeze more than normal, mate. So it's been like difficult to sort of keep it up sometimes, but that's all right, because I just talk and don't listen anyway most of the time. So I suppose that's all right. It's like that last time when we did that Zoom video, and um, it was when we did the Jim Carrey one. And whenever I'm talking, this is Jesse's face just... <laughs> Kill me now. Is it my time to talk yet? I've been quiet for 30 seconds. <laughs> I know. Right, that way, sorry, I can always just... Sometimes when you're talking... And like I'm not interested. I just pretend you're me, and then you suddenly become interested again. It's <laughs> a fucking sociopath. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I could have had any friend in the world. Mainly that were you. You chose me. Well, you, I don't think we chose each other. We just sort of. I think a higher power put us together. Yeah, that's that's beautiful, and that's that's a lovely way to end. We <laughs> stay tuned to our socials. What's our social tag, Jesse? Uh, got till five in it, but um, you can find it all at a website. There's a special website called gottill5.com. If you go there, everything. Everything, mate. Everything. If you we're going to be doing a live stream, I'm scared because I came up with this idea and now everyone was like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, I, I spoke before I planned, which is a classic thing that I do. So hopefully it goes well. We raise a bit of money. We do a bit of good and we have a, a good time doing it. So, good, good. so what's, what, uh, what, what's the charity first off? Uh, I haven't decided. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to think of a real good charity. Maybe we should ask you lot. Like, if you think of a good charity, and uh, we'll take them into consideration. Yeah. And then, um, and we're doing it live. And um, are we going to do an off the fly? Got like top five. So like, we'll just ask whoever's watching to give us a top five, and we'll just do it with no prep. We'll just do it. We've been training for nearly three years for this moment. We could do that. Time. It's basically what I do every week. <laughs> <laughs> This is what our podcasts have become. So what are we doing this week? <sighs> Underrated cartoons? Right, I'll see you in about yeah, 10 right. minutes. Cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so throw it at us. We'll see what we do. We're also going to bring on the other Got Till 5 network lot on. We're going to ask, you know, Steve probably will be up for it. We'll ask the ghost lot. You know, we've got friends, Jesse. We're popular. Yeah. Game Till 5, are they going to come? We'll invite them on. Yeah. All right, cool. I haven't spoken to Nikki for ages. The um, Animal Crossing chat sort of got a bit dead. You're really upset that, like, because you and Nikki had not a falling out, but she berated you over Green Day, and you haven't spoken since. Not properly, no. There's always there's always been like this atmosphere whenever we've spoken since. Because <laughs> Animal Crossing's dead, we went mental for a while, and then just that was it. Skating, skating took over, didn't it? So I went Animal Crossing mad, and then rediscovered my skateboard. So now Animal Crossing's dead to me because there's exactly. no skateboards in Animal Crossing. And then in a couple of months, the group chat that we've got with Matt dead in the water. Yeah, probably. Yeah, all we do is chat and skate on that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's, <laughs> that's mine and Jesse's. We, uh, we don't have the best... Are you picking your belly button? <laughs> no, I was just... Um, I was looking at my tummy because it felt a bit hurty. Um, but it's because I've got a little scratch on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, everyone? You can just go. Just go. <laughs> we'll see you later. Uh... <laughs> No, thank you for joining us. Stay tuned to the socials for information. We'll update you on Jesse's hurty tummy. And we appreciate you joining us for this episode. I had a lot of fun doing it. Thank you, Jesse, for joining us. We love you all. God bless. Good night. Love you. Bye. <laughs>